Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timponi, a little bit after 10. If it looks like I've been up all night, it's because I have. So, <laughs> I almost tried to comb my hair, but I figured, you know, I'm losing... It was a losing proposition there. We are going to go. We're going to go see Dr. Richard Massey, who's in Austin, who's going to probably save the show. Maybe I could just go down and take a nap, and you could just take over. And be, would that be all right? Could we do that? Jeez, Dr. Richard Massey. He's an MD. He's out of Austin, Texas, and he's a cool guy. He talks to people around the world and helps them to get uh, less crazy than they are. Does that happen when people come to you? Do you help them become less less crazy? Oh, well, I haven't actually heard it said that way, well, but maybe so. I'm, I'm saying yeah. this in a very kind way because we're all, <laughs> we're all bonkers, right? I mean, you know, come on, let's get, <laughs> let's get real here. <laughs> I wonder if it's impossible to be on Earth and not be bonkers. I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. I wonder about that. Yeah. So what do you think is going on in the world these days? I mean, big picture, you probably have thought about it. You think we're going to crash and burn? You think we're going to go into a new reality? You think we're going to have a great... Uh, what, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? What's, what do you think is going on? Wow, you know, I some people uh, I really respect told me to stay out of that part of that neighborhood in my mind. Yep, yep, I think that's a... <laughs> really, trust me, I think that's a good... So sorry for going there. I just let's let that go no, and go. Okay. No, no, let's let it's that okay. go because I don't even know why I, know. I came up with that. I don't even know. <laughs> I know it's there. I can see the fence around it. it says no trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> Do not enter. <laughs> Stay away. High voltage. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the Matrix. Do not enter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I even thought of that. I guess, oh, somebody sent me a, I was just watching, listening to some video while I was exercising this morning. It was all about all this crazy stuff going on. Never should have listened to it, but you see what it does? It hooks in their little crannies of the mind, and before you know it, it spits back out. Oh, it does. Right? Yeah. Wow, man. It's like, man. Man. It's like, woo. Yeah. So, Dr. Richard Massey is, uh, in, as I said, he's in Austin. And um, how do you spend most of your days these days? What do you do? Well, let's see. You know, I went to see uh, a movie the other day for the first time in a while. I went to see Amsterdam. Oh, I, is that pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, is it? I definitely recommend it. Oh. Um, yeah, it was really well done and. Uh, has a good message in it about the question you just asked. In fact, uh, only they were going retro about a hundred years here in the U.S. When you may remember that uh, decorated Marine general ended up going before Congress and testifying about it, how uh, he was approached to yeah. uh, take over the presidency by force. What, what was and, his name? Uh, more uh, war, um. Smedley, Smedley Butler, Smedley Butler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smedley yeah. Butler, yeah. So Robert De Niro plays his sort of character. They give him a different name. Oh, and, uh, so that sounds great. I want to see that one. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And it has a beautiful love story in it, interracial love story, which is quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I like Christian Bale, you know, and, and he's he good. plays a wounded veteran. And uh, he's, uh, he's always something to watch. So. so I like that. Austin City Limits was this weekend, so it's been kind of madness around here. If you get anywhere in that area, a lot of people come in. Hope they all enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went to see the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity at the at the Zachary Scott Theater yesterday. You're such a uh, social butterfly. I mean, I'm really impressed. No, you know, you got it sounds like it. Yeah. You yeah, got out I and have, do stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> last time I went, last time I got out, I went to the HEB. You know, that was it. You know. Yeah. Hey, listen, if I lived at your place, I'd just be sitting on the acreage <laughs> watching the birds go by. That's my preference, you Sit, know. Sitting on the, what's that song? Sitting on the thing of a hill. Something. Sitting on the dock of the sitting bay. Sitting on the dock of the bay. I was, okay, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. yeah, it's a great song. Mm. Speaking of which, have you watched the Muscle Shoals documentary? I have not. I have no idea what that is. Tell us. Okay, now listen, that one's free, and you need to watch it. Okay. I can't remember if it's a YouTube or a Netflix or Amazon, but it it's about this little town in Alabama mm-hmm. where this little group of Caucasian musicians lived, and everybody who was everybody came to record there because they had the coolest band and the coolest recording studio. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aretha Franklin, the oh. Rolling Stones, I mean, everybody went there, uh, the Allman Brothers, um, and everybody was surprised that these guys were all just uh, these little white guys from Alabama, and uh, they had this cool, groovy sound that they could put to things, and it was just this pool of creative genius, and I really enjoyed watching that history. I had no idea that was going on when it was going on. This is Muscle, I just Googled it, Muscle Shows, it looks like it's on Amazon. Okay. Muscle Shows is a must-see documentary about the most important, um, what do they say, and most small town in American musical history. Wow, how are you doing? It's pretty cool. Muscle Shows is the name of it, so people can find Mm -hmm. it. They They can duck, duck, Google it, or whatever we do these days. Yeah. So I, I like musical documentaries. For anybody who hasn't watched Rumble yet, Rumble is really something. That's the and name I'm of it. Sure that's on Netflix. Yeah, I think this Link Ray guy, this Native American guy, was actually at the same time, or maybe a little before Elvis. Oh. And he, he played this guitar riff called Rumble. It was a uh, instrumental. There was no lyrics at all just a few power chords mm-hmm. it was actually banned by the federal government it's the only instrumental that's ever been banned by the federal government <laughs> but but it's just about native americans and rock and roll and some people we didn't even know were native americans because they kept it hidden because uh, of the prejudice um they had some great music in there along the way and it's just fun to watch I know you've been a great music fan your whole life, huh? Haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it. I don't play any musical instruments, but 
I love going to the Kerrville Folk Festival and, and going out to Hilltop Cafe to hear Johnny Nicholas play the blues with all of his friends, you know. Jimmy Vaughn and Marsha Ball and all those people, they'll show up and play sometimes. And It's just, I don't know, there's something about it, mm-hmm. that in-person music, watching people create stuff in person. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah. I, I saw a great one. You, you probably like, uh, you know, Clive Davis? Clive Davis? Mm-hmm. He's got a documentary. Somebody, or he did, um... I, I don't know the exact name of it, but he uh, mentored and brought forth uh, Whitney Houston, Bruce Springsteen, Aretha okay. Franklin, Janis Joplin. He discovered Alicia Keys, um, more, you know. And so he talks, and then he they have all these uh, things with him getting together with him. It was really good, you know, really, uh, really, yeah. really good. Kind of gave me goosebumps as a, a long time disc jockey when we used to play all that music, you know, and yes, and, uh, <clears throat> Clive Davis. Wow, I think he's still around, oh, Clive. So you're having Dawn and David on tomorrow. I spent several hours uh, on a chat with them. Really, uh, really. Yeah, when I went to Florida, the guy I stayed with in Florida is a friend of theirs. Oh, fun. He's talking about Don and David Lester, that they wrote mm-hmm. the book about what really makes you ill, I think. Well, we've done a couple yeah. of shows on that, and they're, they're not into the germ theory thing either. And then now they've they're, they're written a book about the nature of reality. So that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Yeah, they're pretty interesting folks. Yeah, they really are. They're, out in, the, they're in the UK, aren't they? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right out. Yeah. Right out. Right now. So they're going to be on tomorrow, 10 o'clock. And then Libby Stewart is going to be on after that. She, she's a, um, a longtime um, authority and, and expert, if you will, in um, addiction. And she's, uh, she believes that this whole idea that marijuana is an addictive is boulderdash. And we're going to talk to her about that. Well, all right. Um, Ray Pete, I think Ray Pete's going to be on. Ray Pete got smoked out by um, some uh, ma- mandatory burning they did up there in Oregon. Okay. Uh, and he, he can't talk. So we're, we're going to try to do uh, a little bit later uh, uh, this morning, try to do an email thing where people will ask questions and we'll send them an email and they'll send me back. We'll see how it works. So that's, uh, I haven't heard from them this morning, see if that's what we're going to do, but we'll. We'll maybe do okay. that. If you'd like to join the show right now with Dr. Richard Massey, he's live and in living color. He's got a great-looking shirt on there, too, man. I'm pretty impressed. Well, it, thank you. Thank I, you. I, I, think I like it. Triple H-663-6386 is a phone number. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com as we are uh, live here this morning on the 17th, uh, 17th of um, 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 of, of October. So when you when you when you when you work with uh, clients and help them to look at the recall healing thing and the con- family constellations, what what is the the uh, mechanism that actually helps folks to release some trauma that maybe 
they're holding on to. I mean, what what do they have to do or experience or realize to let go of something? Yeah, so I'll flip up this page out of Jobert's book, and everybody out there can memorize it. There'll be a quiz. <laughs> let me let me put you in, on full full thing here. In, in just a minute here. I yeah. see. Yeah, if you can see how that works, and kind of, and that's that's what Doctor Hammer discovered was the mechanism for how um, shocking emotional energy changes into physical things that we call symptoms or illnesses. And also describe the process of how that can be reversed. And the thing that is physical can be changed back into the energy and leave the body. Um, it said he had a 92% reversal of all symptoms and illnesses using his approach, uh, which is now banned by most governments. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm <just> shocked. So, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, if you have the, the Recall Healing book, mm -hmm. this is Jobert Renault. He was a, uh, he is still with us and smart and everything. Jobert is still teaching around the world. He is a French-Canadian student of the German Dr. Reiki Hammer, H-A-M-E-R, in case you want to Google that. Mm -hmm. And Jacques Martel is another French-Canadian student of Dr. Hammer. These, these guys kind of softened up and, and made it um, a bit more palatable for folks who have trouble with the precise sort of authoritarian German personality. Mm -hmm. uh, and so in these books, um, a person can look up a symptom or something that they have. Let me see. I'll just, oh, I'll, I'll open one up here. Now, this one's going on right now in technicolor in our society. Autoimmune. So when we look in here, what we discover is, is a whole new way of looking at autoimmune phenomenon. If I just go by the Western physical level model, I actually think that my body was designed so poorly or attacked so effectively <laughs> that it begins to destroy itself, mm, you know? Yeah, because you get well, I mean, so old you, or you whatever, and you, yeah. whatever, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and so, wow, I'm kind of backed in a corner. Right. I better get a prescription for something or I'm going to be in trouble because <laughs> I'm, if I'm attacking myself, who's on my side, you know? Uh, but you get this other thing where when, uh, and I'll stand up just because I, I do this over and over, but when I'm in the womb or being nursed, yeah, if there's any kind of conditional agreement between my parents, that's what shows up later as autoimmune. So if one of the parents looks at the other one and says, I'm only going to stay with you if you quit drinking. Right. I'm going to stay with you if you make this much money. I'm only going to stay with you if you stand up for me in front of the in-laws, you know. Whatever that condition is, if it's really something that startles the person, like, oh, my God, my partner might actually leave, the child's body will take that on and express that story on anniversaries of that disagreement. 
So if that disagreement <clears throat> happened at six months old, the kid's body is going to repeat that every six years and it'll get bigger each time. And finally, it'll get to the point where someone will diagnose autoimmune. But what that means is, is that mom's DNA and dad's DNA are just reenacting the argument. And, and the whole thing can be left back with them in that time and place. It's, it's not an intrinsic part of my body. I, yeah, I it's, not like, it. uh, it's not like some permanent scar that's solid. It's more of an energetic right. thing. Yes, more mm -hmm. of an energetic thing. And mm -hmm. it can be left back there at that time and place. And that's actually what the heart of the parents want. They didn't even know when they were having that dispute sure. that it was going to go into their child. Who right? would know? Who would know? Yeah. Who would know? And so in a constellation, you get to see that. Hmm. And you get to see it reenacted and the feeling of it becomes real. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, my, my parents are really heartbroken that I inherited this thing. And uh, they really want me to return it to them, you know, because they inherited it from somewhere. They're going to turn around and return it to where they got it from, uh, you know, until somebody's on the other side and changes it back into light. Uh, but it doesn't belong with the little kid who may be 50 years old now, but still a little kid for the parents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm always the little kid for my parents. And. That's all, you know, that helps biology to admit that every day. <laughs> yeah. And if one believes that we, uh, through God or choice or whatever, karmically come into just the right mom and dad, it would mm -hmm. make sense then that this could be um, some kind of a learning opportunity for the soul, so it's not a terrible thing. It's, don't look at it as right. right. Don't look at it as oh, well, your mom and dad did that. That's really stupid. They're bad, and none of that, right? It's more, yeah. more. What can we learn here? Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. And and we we wanted it to be even more special than that, Patrick. We huh. decided that we would go through that in the midst of an empire-building culture that would have no understanding of that. Uh, during our formative years and no way to help us see it. So it's another layer of feeling lost from what's actually going on. If, if we landed in an indigenous culture where that happened, at puberty, someone would have helped us hand it back then. Okay. And it would be part of the culture that that's how things work. Yeah. Oh, okay, we just need to readjust this. But in an empire-building culture, it's like stuff it down, get back on the production line, do your part, build the empire, and, uh, you know, and we're starting to come out of that sleepiness sure. there, sure. you know. And, of course, it's no accident that all of us who are here at this moment reincarnated at this time, no accident. I mean, this is, I mean, this is part of the deal, right? We came here for a reason, yeah. right? <laughs> to learn things and grow and whatever, spit up and be crazy. <laughs> I'm doing good at that. I mean, <laughs> check mark. Okay, check. <laughs> You're making your mark. <laughs> I'm making my mark. <laughs> oh man, it's great. Well, that's pretty cool. So, so it's just that awareness of what is going on when you work, do this work, 
that then yeah. people have these aha moments and say, hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, we put on their little M wave. Um, when people come over, and I recommend this if you don't have a an enlightened therapist friend that you can call and be real honest with. Um, this is kind of the next best thing, you know, so putting on the M wave here and this is the little heart math monitor. And there's a new documentary now out called The Power of the Heart. Wow. It, it starts out, I think, with the name The Secret. It's like a sequel to The Secret. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about the power of the heart. I saw just the trailer for it. Roland McCready's on it. He's one of the guys at Heart Math who worked on designing this. And, and so when people have this on, they can actually see themselves when they're on the path that their heart wants them to be on in this moment. Uh, There's no philosophizing about it. It's an actual experience of heart coherence. So if it's the thyroid and we make up a story uh, of something that might have happened between their parents and their heart monitor goes off, it's like that's pretty close or right on it. But that's what happened, you yeah, know, and yeah. then we kind of follow that. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. So, and uh, I guess uh, you could probably just uh, uh, Google's heartmath.com or something like that if people want to get one uh-huh. of those. Yeah. yeah, the Institute of Heart Math sells those, and it's called an EM Wave 2. It's the one that's the most portable. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't mind a one or two second delay, the one that hooks into your cell phone is a little bit cheaper. But just remember, there's going to be a one to two second delay. So on this one, the moment I even think what the story is, the next heartbeat, the coherence changes. I mean, it's just instant. The other one, you got to wait a second or two. It's kind of like doing a Skype call, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, 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 and you found it in the, the, the research, and it really is true that whatever soul or heart, however you want to say that, is resonating with it'll turn green turns green if it's wow so heart math yeah heart math says it looks for 0.1 hertz which is the magnetic frequency that comes off the earth so when my heart is putting out 0.1 hertz magnetically i'm lined up with mother earth in my physicality and my magnetism you know and it's one marker for you know helping me stay on a certain path. And my experience is it's a good path. I, I've used it with Byron Katie worksheets. I've used it with journaling about dreams. So uh-huh. last night I had a dream. Yeah. So I have my little notebook. Oh, you're I writing your dreams down? Stuff. Good for you, yeah. And, uh, and I have my M-Wave and my pencil there. And so I hook it up and, you know, there was a coyote and a cougar and a dog and me and, in this dream and it looks like the coyotes the one to focus on so i'll look at that later and uh do what fritz pearl says be the coyote you know uh the old gestalt guy oh, yeah oh fritz boy be be the yeah. coyote oh fritz he used to talk about top dog and underdog right yeah i remember his stuff yeah years ago so i guess would the top dog and underdog be soul and mind maybe you know, I don't know. He he wasn't much on philosophy. 
he would get people in there and you know you can watch some of his old youtubes he uh he doesn't mind people getting uncomfortable that doesn't <laughs> bother him at all <laughs> yeah. gestalt yeah gestalt means kind of does that mean coming together or something like that? Gestalt. Yeah, completion of a form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, Richard Massey is here. Uh, you have a question for him? 888 Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. I got a little thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, so gallbladder time is right around midnight color time okay and i've been having some right in the go i mean it's right there not even at a mistake you know boom i can feel it right there this this kind of little burning little energy there almost right on time so um what do we know about gallbladder i've been eating a lot of fat so evidently maybe i'm maybe it's having a hard time dealing with all the fat but on a mm. right, but on a spiritual level, what do we know from gallbladder? So, because I like to deal with it spiritually, and you know, the other way, they can make yourself okay. Crazy. What do you What do you think about gallbladder? What's gallbladder? So you remember Klinghardt's levels? Yeah. We, I always I always go back to Dietrich's levels so that we can all stay on the same page. Yeah. All right. So, on level one, physical level gallbladder is almost if you have a full-blown attack not just a little burning uh, yeah. but if you had a full-blown gallbladder attack 99 percent of the time that's an allergic food reaction allergic and, food wow yeah and so if a person finds out the food they're reactive to the gallbladder calms down on level two there could be something going on with a tooth or some scar across an acupuncture point uh, that works with the gallbladder. We look at electromagnetics uh, at level two. So, for instance, if somebody had a scar somewhere on their body and they treated that scar and the gallbladder symptoms went away, then we would know that scar had confused the nervous system about how to innervate the gallbladder, right? So at some point, we want somebody to muscle test all of our scars and see if they are active on level three we're looking at personal stories that involve elements of resentment or grudge oh uh, because bile is what carries poison out of the body so if there is a well like i mean I don't know. I don't even know how you've lived this long, Patrick. I mean, the amount of <laughs> the amount of news you watch would, would kill the average person. Um, so, if I'm watching the news <clears throat> and subconsciously, I don't even know what's happening. Subconsciously, I'm taking on a resentment uh, about some perpetrator who's hurting some innocent being. Um, that's going to be told in my body by the gallbladder. My gallbladder, wow. Mm -hmm. And the same thing if I inherited a family story about a resentment or a grudge that's not even mine personally, but I am a multiple of the age or the same age as the person when that grudge happened, right? So let's say I'm 74-ish. 
that goes back to 37 and 18 and a half you know if my dad or mom had a grudge at 18 and a half or 37 it can replay in my gallbladder at 74 ish right because it's right on my timeline and that can be returned to them if it's not my personal grudge hmm, hmm. resentment I, that kind of rings a bell you know i've had my you know dances with the irs and you know government <laughs> government yeah. agency so pretty pretty <laughs> difficult not to resent that you know i i don't i don't feel like i think about that or but it could be in right. there it could be in there right resenting <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm. 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 so the, the the easiest way of that one is just to talk to them maybe and just um get unresented run forgive them or yeah whatever process you do for that i i found the byron katie worksheets really good for that you know the the judge your neighbor worksheets where you write down all the judgments that i have against somebody and it's it's a meditation of a different style like yeah. mm-hmm. the meditations that you and i are trained to do kind of go into this big spacious place right this kind of meditation goes back to one specific moment and stays right there like the moment somebody knocks on the door and i open the door and the shocking thing happens right i stay right in that moment i tell them exactly how i feel Mm -hmm. i write it down i tell them exactly how i want them to be different than they are Mm -hmm. that i can't be happy unless they're different like this and and then i write down what i think of them selfish cruel and you know da 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 right and i write all that down and then i go through byron katie's process and i turn all that around and it cleans out all the parts of my innocently inherited programming that are similar to that and I end up being a clean being. I didn't have to try to let go of anything. All I did was just let him have it. And you said and when th- you say turn that around, I lost you that part. What do you mean turn it around? So you let okay. him have it uh, on paper and also yeah. verbally in yeah. this, so, as you're reliving. And it helps me to, yeah. they have free uh, facilitators online. It's thework.com. And you can use an M waiver. You can get one of the free facilitators online who's been to her school. So let's say uh, I believe. I'll just talk for myself. Yeah. I believe that I believe that IRS should not exist. Right. Mm-hmm. So I ask the four questions. Is that true? IRS should not exist. Is that true? Yes or no? And of course, I watch my M wave, but a facilitator would ask me that, and I answer yes or no. And then I go, How do I react when I believe the IRS should not exist, but they do? What happens in my body, in my mind? Mm-hmm. And, and we go into that a little bit. And then the next question is, Who would I be in this same world where everything's exactly as it is? but there's like a lobotomy of the thought that the IRS shouldn't exist. Like I don't have the capacity to even think that. How, who would I be in this world? Mm-hmm. 
And most of us don't know, but there's maybe a little sense of greater peacefulness. And, and then I turn it around and there's six turnarounds to every sentence. Mm-hmm. I can do the opposite object, verb, or subject. So the IRS shouldn't exist. The opposite is the IRS should exist. If that resonates with me or my M wave goes off, I find three real examples of why the IRS should exist. Three authentic examples in real life why they should exist. Now, none are coming to me right now. I haven't done this worksheet. Uh, But when we find those three, one of the interesting things that happens is that any part of my own programming, my innocent programming that I got that I think shouldn't exist, it gets cleared by way, it's like the, the belief about the IRS has a shamanic benefit to me when I do this worksheet. It actually helps clear my physiology. Um, there are like six questions on the sheet. The last one would be like, what do I think of them? And it would be, I think they are selfish, cruel. So I think the IRS is cruel. Then I turn that around and I say, can I find any places in my life where I've been selfish and cruel? And I list those. And when I do that, the parts of my programming that have driven me to behave that way lose their grip. I actually get a reprogramming. And in my life, my lived out life, I behave less like the IRS than I did before I did the worksheet. You can actually feel the difference Hmm. in your body. That's pretty cool. That's a Byron Katie worksheet. Uh Uh-huh. It's called Judge Your Neighbor. And it starts out not by trying to be nice. We're not trying to be spiritual. We're not trying to be nice. We're starting out with a judgment, and we think it's a righteous judgment. And we really let them have it. And it turns out to be this huge, beneficial, spiritual Hmm. thing that we experience. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It is. It is. It's a a kung fu kind of move, you know? It's (laughs) It's so interesting you mentioned that. In, uh, in in writing screenplays, which I've written three, um, there's a thing that's called subtext, where normally people don't say exactly what they feel, right? Yeah, yeah. We just don't. I mean, we, we, we just don't. So right. in good dialogue, you'll see in scenes where people are saying stuff, but it's not really exactly about what they feel that we know. Does that make sense? It's called subtext. Yeah. And, and, and the way you, one of the things I learned to, to get to that subtext is very interesting because it's like this. Because what you say is, so let's see. So say you say, um, <clears throat> oh, the IRS, the IRS shouldn't exist. That's, that, would be, that would be one of the dialogue, right? So instead of mm-hmm. writing the IRS shouldn't exist, which is right, what they call on the nose, and it's not very interesting. And who says that, right? right? Right. So then you take the opposite. The IRS, man, they should make it stronger, bigger, and better. It's just going to be great. And then, <laughs> and then you then you take the the first thing, and then you do it even more so. Like 
everybody should be taxed a million dollars, you know, something like that. So you've got these three different things, and then you yeah. you meditate on that, and then pretty soon some ideas that somewhere in there will come up. It's similar to this thing, to the Byron yeah. Katie worksheet, isn't it? How life yeah. works. So you come up and you would yeah. say something like, I don't know, I'm not sure about that, or whatever, you know, but it's not, they shouldn't exist. Yeah, hmm. yes. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Even like, you can even say, instead of saying, I love you, and then you could say, I hate you, and then the other one would be like, uh, let's go on a plane and get married, and they're somewhere inside, they would say something that would be, you know, um, you know, do you think we have a future? Something like that, right? That just came yeah. up. Do you think we have a future together rather than I love you? Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty fun, huh? It is. And it's fun to watch her YouTubes. If you get on YouTube and just type in Byron Katie, there's hundreds of them about all kinds of different subjects. Oh, really? You probably find something that's related to what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm watch her go through a worksheet on that particular subject with an actual person mm-hmm. and uh, man i laugh and cry and <laughs> feel mystified it's just amazing <laughs> what's go- what's going on in my life um, does it count if i want to just go to fiji with margot robbie i mean is, is that kind of- <laughs> <laughs> that's kidding okay so uh, uh richard massey is <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's in that Amsterdam movie. Oh, is she? Yeah, is she? yeah she's a she's a, a hottie, isn't she? Yeah, she's beautiful. Huh? A really mm-hmm. thing for her. Okay, but I got a thing for a lot of girls. Um, let's see. Stay right there, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network. Deck. I just like girls. I'm a Scorpio. What can I tell you? You know, it'd be take a lot for me to switch teams. I tell you what, there's not enough money in the universe. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. So uh, let's do this because this is on sale right now, and uh, you know. Why not? And it'll save me from where I almost went with all of this. Because I got a way of going sometimes. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink. And I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. Contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great, 
It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum tube. Thank you, Daniel. It is a wonderful product. And since doing all these uh, meat-based things that I'm doing, as you know, if you're a regular, yeah, I just that's pretty much it's crazy. But anyway, I'm really enjoying it, but I've been doing lots more colostrum since then because it just kind of fits in more, and I seem to be doing with it, doing better with it than I ever have. And that's curious, and I don't know why, whether it's the colostrum or, you know, any more speciopatric, speciopropriate food stuff. You know, I'm not sure, but who knows. But it's a great product, and you can get your share by going to uh, oneradionetwork.com and clicking on any survival link, and you will uh, find uh, um, uh, the colostrum. And it's on sale and I think it's Treat 20. I believe that's what it is. Yeah, it's Treat 20, which is the promo code for 20% off. Treat 20, 20% off for the promo code. And uh, you get 20% off. Now they have chocolate and they have vanilla and they have strawberry. And chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, and um, the original. So um, it's a great product. And Sir Thrival on one radio network.com this is a good one this is out of Australia and uh, listen to uh, to Brandon as he explains this this is how this thing works we're talking with Brandon Amalani about his great product the Blue Shield uh, and the Blue Shield is uh, the main product is a cube and it doesn't block the EMFs as some people think right Brandon that's correct. It doesn't. It's it's really about the communication of the device and the, and the body. And what we figured out is how to communicate with the body and amp it up. So it's affecting the cell voltage. It's affecting the intercellular communication. And again, the most important part is that it's getting the body to stop fighting the EMF, which are repetitive signals in the environment. They're non-native, they're man-made, and the body raises white blood cell counts and, and attacks it like it's a virus, essentially. That's interesting. That's very, very different technology from most units around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This uses uh, multiple scalar outputs, and, and it's really innovative, the scalar realm, because it's using crystal photonics or light to basically do this digital signaling that creates these longitudinal waves that move through time, space, and affect the subatomic structures between atoms. So as it moves and passes through your body, it's literally affecting the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components of what we're made up of. Well, as you can hear, this is this is interesting technology, very different and working on the cells in the body. Uh, the Blue Shield, it's on our website, front page, use promo code one radio, little cube, take care of the whole house. They also have a little personal guy you can put in your pocket or purse. Blue Shield, promo code one radio, one radio network.com. Previously with cardiologist Dr. Joel Kahn, 35 years experience in cardiology. On your commercial break, you hit a hot button because I'm a giant fan of infrared sauna and the cardiac benefits. Tell us about uh, why you like these saunas for the heart. What does it do? In Japan, it's a traditional therapy of heart disease to even sick heart patients to sit for 15 or 20 minutes in an infrared sauna, then lie down and rest and hydrate for about half an hour. They call it WAON. W-A-O-N. It means soothing heat. And they've done research studies, like 30 of them in humans, anti-ages your arteries and improves the strength of your heart, and it may actually prolong survival in sick heart patients. Anybody can just, again, go to the Internet, read about infrared sauna heart disease, or put my name there because I've written many articles about it. Now there's data coming out of Sweden and Finland 
because they've published some amazing data, the number of times a week you're in a sauna, number of minutes each time, you can just track out how long you're going to live. So very powerful therapy by being in, my favorite is an infrared sauna. Well, I don't know about you, but if the heart muscles and the arteries are happy, things are good. Very important. I think so. We promote the relax. We do. Far infrared sauna. Yes. Special price. <laughs> not in print. Nine ninety five. Oh, delivered what? continental what? US. See, I knew I was going to cut that one off. That's an old commercial. Where we're now at twelve ninety five. Do you believe it? Now? Well, they go up every, almost every year, a little bit, and then with this whole whatever this thing was, we went through the last two years. I don't even have a name for it. Then everybody started piling on on the shipping. So the number is one two nine five. Still a great deal. I think they're ho- uh, retailing. It's a two thousand dollars sauna essentially, but they're retailing now sixteen hundred most places. So we do one thousand two ninety five, and that is the uh, tax title license in lower forty eight. We ship them all over the world. We're shipping one to Ireland this week. Yep, even Ireland. And I don't know what the total cost. I think it was around. 15 or something hundred to Europe when it'll come with the proper plug. So if you'd like to get one, the way the only way to get this price is to email moi, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Tell me where you live. Give me the, you know, your your zip code or or city and state zip code and uh, I'll get you the best price I can and then we'll we'll work it out how that works, okay? We can do that. Uh, we, now we'll do it. Broadcasting live. Weekday mornings, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Yes, it is, and we thank you for your ongoing support. And we have a little donation button if you'd like to donate something or if you'd like to send me food in the mail. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can do the PayPal thing, and we, you can sign up and send us ten bucks a month or twenty bucks or something like that. Because see, we don't charge for anything; we just promote products, and that's how how we do it. Doctor Richard Massey is with us. Mm. What's on your schedule for this week? What are you going to do? Fun? Anything good? Um, you know, I have kind of an open schedule this week, and it's kind of nice and cool outside today. Did yeah. y'all get some coolness? Yeah, we did. It came through last night. A little rain, not a lot, but a little. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. I, I tell me where you live. Are the leaves on your trees extra sticky this year? Like if, like when I walk outside, I actually come in the house and I have to peel them off the bottom of my feet. It's so funny you mentioned that. I wear moccasins. Let's see if I can show you. Like these? Mm-hmm. They're like kangaroo moccasins yeah, uh, yeah they're kangaroo or some some animal and i've noticed that that when i walk on my wood floor i'm sticking to the wood floor yeah so yeah not sticking but i can i can and i couldn't figure out what that was i wonder what that is yeah yeah i wonder it's what's all going over on the, it's all over the leaves of the trees and you know when i google it it comes up that it's uh, about insects that are feeding on the on the leaves and they poke holes and little microscopic holes. But they holes couldn't be leaves. everywhere like that, like when I walk around, could they? 
you know, I don't know, but it's in my yard and in <laughs> my neighborhood. And it's never happened before. Like I go outside to do grounding mm-hmm. and I go out barefoot and, mm-hmm. and it's like I have to, it's like fly paper. Interesting. Um, I wonder. Yeah. And I'm, I just tried to Google it on the break here. I thought, man, it'd be a good thing. Maybe somebody out there who's listening knows. knows. Yeah. You know, if it's drought related or pollution related or the fact that they just scalped a whole new area near here and building some complex instead of having living trees, you know, there's dust pollution or air pollution. But it seems like it's it's got to be some sign of distress if there's a bunch of insects feeding on the leaves this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That can't be like a great sign, it seems like to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I noticed for the first time ever there's been like billions of bees in my little water I put out for the birds. Never seen that before. Never yeah. never seen that before. They come out and they uh, they kind of stand on the edge and they dip in and take some water. And every now and then they go too far and then they fall in and they can't get out. So I'm always out there scooting them out. And it's amazing. They get all wet and they're so clever that they'll, just, they'll sit on the porch railing for a while and do this, and before you know it, they fly away. You know, they get the water off. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. there's a few that drowned, you know. I don't know what that's oh, about. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, when we went out to Big Bend, uh, every morning they would be dead in the sink where we washed the dishes because they were having a drought even for out there. Ah. And, uh, I mean, it was really sad. You'd just go out and see all the dead bees and you just turn the water faucet on it's like they could hear it they would just start coming um yeah there's something something going on i don't totally understand but uh and maybe it has to do with drought and some increased dust pollution right. in our area that, that's weird i've always loved leaves in the autumn i like playing in them as kids we used to hmm. rake them up and dive in them and things like that and if i did that now it would just come out covered with glue yeah uh, I'll ask some I of the, yeah I'll ask some of the old timers around here see if anybody knows sticky and see what that could be sticky yeah sticky well I mean they'll they'll say on the internet it's insect poo insect poo which you know is, is not very exciting to hear um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> no I insect poo you know we could do without that um um does Dr. Massey know anything about a scallop tongue? What? Do we know what a scallop yeah. tongue is? So, so let me... Uh, it's causing me my hold. speech to slur. And uh, I have a sister that's diagnosed with, wow, B-U-L-B-U-R-A-L-S. She has some muscle loss. Her disease is progressing slowly. So uh, let's do scallop tongue. I, you know... Yeah, so I, I met this guy years ago. Um, huh. He pronounces his name Key, I think, but we always say Dr. Chi. He was like a fifth-generation fingernail and tongue diagnosis. Oh, I know that fellow. He's out of Florida. So we would go We would go see him, and, and he had, uh, I remember drawing it in the, uh, his pictures of scallop tongue if it, if she's meaning the same thing and it's it's where the tongue is kind of swollen and the teeth kind of make an imprint right. on the side of the 
the right. tongue and yeah uh, and uh, so so you can you can look and see you know like if any of the photos mm-hmm. you know match you but there you can see that kind of teeth mark scalloping on the side of that tongue there uh, and he writes down the things that it could be um I'll just read them to you. Spleen, pancreas, kidney problems, poor digestion, low immunity, protein deficiency. And he writes down all those. But when he sees somebody and looks at their fingernails, he just says one thing. And people were always amazed that he was so accurate um, that he could just he'd done it for you know so many years. And so many of his ancestors did it. Um, so I think in terms of finding out why somebody has a little bit of swelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so food reactions were the big ones we looked at in Jonathan Wright's world. Um, what is it What is it when, when we wake up if there's white tongue? Is that acid? Do we know? That, that I'm not really sure. I mean, if the tongue is white all the time, no, we just call it. Yeah. I'm yeah, just in the morning. Mm, yeah, I would have to Google that like you. Okay. I may have known it for a test at some point in time but not accessing it right now does he have white tongue in there uh oh i'm sure yeah oh yeah and all the different fingernail markings because we got another um, question on fingernails so leave the book out um yeah 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 and and i have to tell you that it's, it's like uh reading this was uh, difficult it's it's written the way a, an Asian uh, language person thinks. But so here you have oh, like look, this thing yeah. called well, the white tongue. Yeah, yeah. What does he say and that those, is? Those are all the possibilities that he looks at. And of course, then he puts that together with what your fingernails say. I see. Uh, so he's saying respiratory problems uh, could be pneumonia. This was actually uh, in somebody who had immune deficiency syndrome. Hmm. Uh, hmm. But that's not just in the morning, right? That's probably all the time. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so here is something about the nails. Uh, please ask Dr. Massey for his thoughts on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell a P-A-R-O-N-Y-C-H-I-A, abscess of the side of the nail, and... Could recall healing be used for this? I do need to sort yeah. this out on the pinky of the left. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pinky of the left hand. Um, yeah, nails are kind of important. Um, the story that they tell. I will Google something about that. Okay. Um, in general, there's a, a message for the nails and there's a message for the finger. Um, and so I don't really know which one would be important. So if a person came in to see me and they start telling their story, they're wearing their little M-wave, and I can do this online with people. If they get an M-wave and turn it on, it makes a sound when they go into high coherence. So I can hear it over the computer um, people can also get the Jacques Martel book and there will be easily readable information about fingernails oh. and about the meaning of each finger. So 
classically, the little finger is the story of family secrets and lies. It's the, it's the pinky swear finger. So you look for family secrets. Um, and the nails have several meanings. Um, and, and those are the nails, you know, there are claws. So they're not always uh, nice, socially acceptable meanings. Uh, when you look at what's going on with the nails. Uh, so I don't want to just read those. Yeah, uh, I understand. Yeah, it's tough. Here. Over the air, you'd yeah. like to let somebody be telling their story and then listen for, let me see if I can, uh, see if I can read a nice one. Okay, so, so this is to mark someone's territory like to scratch on wood like some animals do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. scratch on a tree to mark their territory that's one of the nicer meanings of the nails so if somebody started talking about how they were having trouble marking their territory they just spontaneously talked about that their heart monitor went off and they had something going on with their nails then okay okay yeah 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 kind yeah, of explore that so when I was in high school that's probably why I would go to my girlfriend's house and scratch on her on her side of her house. <laughs> that explains it. That explains it. <laughs> it does, and that's in the Leonard Cohen song, right? Is that really? I'd, Which I'd howl at your window. I'd claw at your sheets. Oh, I don't remember that. No, and say, honey, I'm I'm your man. It's that song <laughs> called "I'm Your Man." I'm your man. Oh, that's funny. That's yes. funny. Leonard Cohen. He recently left us, didn't he? Uh huh. I think it was 2016. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a classic song. I'm your man. I'm your man. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you want a boxer, I'll step into the ring with you. <laughs> if you want a doctor, I'll examine every inch of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he just went on and on about uh, how oh, you was her. I'm gonna yeah. have to. I have to play that. One of my favorite lines from I don't know which song. One of the song was, uh, uh, "Let's see, everything. There's a crack in everything, mm-hmm. and that's how that's the light how gets in." Gets in. Yes. And he yes. was quite a. He was. He was quite in there, wasn't he? Spiritually, he knew mm-hmm. what was going on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Stephen Jenkinson thinks of him as like the poet laureate. Yeah. of the Oracle Wisdom School. Yeah. Did you ever see him live? I, I never did. The people who did were amazed yeah. by it all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Adam Bergstrom has got a white tongue. Um, white tongue in the morning, most commonly mouth breathing. Hmm. Okay. All right. How do I know if I'm breathing my mouth, I'm sleeping? <laughs> so Meridian tapes her mouth closed. I used to do that every now and then too. Maybe because I woke yeah. up white tongue this morning. Well, it's only because I only slept 12 minutes. But um, um, yeah, maybe I'll start taping my mouth up again and see if sleep better. See what happens. Yeah. I've done do it, it too. Yeah. Did she, Meridian used yeah. to do that? Yeah, yeah, and if you're sleeping, you could call it a double-blind experiment, right? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty easy. They've got some nice tape there at the HEB. I think I have some downstairs, and 
where it doesn't kill you when you pull it off. You know, it doesn't rip, yeah. your, doesn't rip yeah. your skin off like, like that. Yeah. I've been looking at something. You know, I told you before I got little, I got little nummies in my toes, you know, little numbness in my toes. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Dr. Um, Dr. Cowan mentioned this, and it's called flow therapy. It's called, do you know what? The, the fancy name of it, they got a place in Austin where they actually wrap things around your your legs, and it's for heart oh, pa- yeah. It's for heart patients. Yeah, I want to say that they used to call it ERCP. That's or what something it is. Like yeah, that. ERCP. Have you ever you know anything about that? I was thinking about yeah, doing that. It worked for a lot of people. Helped open up their circulation again. So that could be a cool thing of if I'm going to get more circulation in my feet. Set. Do you know how it works? Um, I just remember it's timed with your heartbeat right. uh, to squeeze the blood out of the legs at the appropriate time in the heart cycle and uh and a lot of people their arteries would clear out and they wouldn't have to do the surgery for I'll be a done. bypass yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah, i think it's ercp and they use it for a lot of different things everything from uh um stomach stuff to heart issues to um uh you know um getting more circulation into the penis even you know any i guess I guess if you're getting more circulation in the body, it gets it everywhere, right? It's got to, doesn't it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the advantages of doing chelation uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, with the magnesium is that not only did it help clean out all the stuff in the heart arteries, but it helped the kidneys, the extremities, every place. But I, no, you know, I don't think we got the anagram right. Uh Doctors use an no, I don't think it's ERCP. Doctors okay. use an endoscope and X-rays to view injectable dye. No, so it's, it's something else. Yeah, it's something else. Let's do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's so people don't get messed up. Flow therapy. What is the anagram? Let's see if Graham. It's similar. Oh, here it is. EECP. Okay. EECP, non-invasive heart treatment. Yeah, and they use it for all different kinds of things. Yeah. Now you got it. EECP. EECP. So sorry to mess you up, and uh, might be kind of interesting just to experiment and do that. You know. Yeah, Doctor Cowan. You know, the heart is not a pump guy. He was a. He talked about that years ago. And I think you just go in and they wrap your little legs up and I t- somehow times in with your heart and hmm, might be fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. E E C P. So we could send send somebody to ERCP and they start, you know, taking pictures of your arteries or something. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, now this is a this is a a great idea that it kind of ended up like ultraviolet IVs. It, people don't talk about it much, and it's kind of a shame that folks don't know about it. Non-invasive, 
helps with circulation, yeah. all kinds of good things happen, you know. And on their website, they claim that if you do a lot of sessions, you don't have to do, uh, but a lot of sessions, like 30, you could actually uh, encourage the body to build ancillary corollary arteries around any mm-hmm. arteries that are kind of blocked up. With Cowan says, the body will do anyway, you know, it because yeah. it just wants to keep you going, right? But um, yeah. uh, if you use this EECP, um, it might uh, it might make it an easier thing. Yeah, yeah. Or you can fall in love, you know. Oh, yeah, I'll get the blood flowing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got blood flowing, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, I'm listening to you all this morning talk about sticky leaves. I live in Portland, Texas, and we've got the sticky leaves too. I just assumed since they built an Exxon plant, uh, big an Exxon plant uh, in the U.S. in the beautiful in our beautiful town two miles away, and it was up and running. It had something to do with that, but I don't think so because everybody's got sticky leaves. My husband thought it had something to do with pollen, but who knows? Can you ask Dr. Massey what benefits? He ended up noticing after his stem cell injection. This is from Melissa. Oh, okay. So mm, sticky leaves yeah. there in, in Portland, Texas. So hey, it's a thing. Sticky leaves, you know. It, it's a yeah. thing. And, you know, it's a thing. Yeah, and so you know, the Google is saying it's those tiny insects, and they, it's like it's like maybe they're losing their habitat or something. I don't know, mm. but they're 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 sucking the sugar out of the leaves. And when they tap into the little vein, it, it shoots out so hard it comes out their little insect butts is the sticky stuff. That's oh, quick. That's what Google says? No, no. Do you think they're just I making know, this right? up or what? <laughs> and, and it's called honeydew. Honeydew. Hmm. Right, right. I mean, but that's so American. I mean, you yeah, have right. insect poo, but you don't want people to get excited about it. So when you Google it, it's called honeydew. Like, don't worry about it. Nothing in the environment's that's, changing. That's Everything's changed. okay. We just have an excess of honeydew. You know, that sounds so nice. Um, but uh, And I'd found that a, a couple of years ago. I told you I used to go out and dance in the backyard. And right. every now and then these raindrops would come from the sky and there was no clouds. And I thought God liked me. And But it was under the crepe myrtle tree. So I Googled it and it turned out it was aphid poo. And oh. um People had documented that, that there can be so much of it that it actually looks like drizzle. Uh, I took some videos of it. I thought I was seeing a miracle, but uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle. So we'll, we'll see if we can solve the sticky no, leaves phenomenon. I'm feeling kind of soiled. Um, yeah. So the, <laughs> so the stem cell. Uh, yeah, stem cell. There's, there's definitely something to that. And so I definitely noticed in the beginning, I, I had the same feeling that I would have after doing a cord blood plasma IV, that something, I'm going to say it this way because of constellations and yeah. you change the language the way you want. All right. Some product from another family system had entered into me. Um, some different story, some some different energy, and uh, it had some vibrance to it uh, that was uplifting. 
And then after a while, after a few weeks, it kind of just blends in um, with living um, for me. And it becomes hard to tell uh, after that if anything new is going on. If somebody was watching from the outside, they might go, yeah, it really put you on a better trajectory and you just don't feel it as much now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's definitely something to it. Um, And I think it's it's a way of shifting our family inheritance at the energy level because we're borrowing. I think the same thing happens with blood transfusions. People uh, get energy from other family systems. It seems to definitely happen uh, with organ transplants. Uh, People get a transplanted organ from another person from another family system and uh, for many of them you know you've seen the documentaries their whole personality shifts yeah yeah. Hmm. they start wondering why they like or don't like certain foods or certain people and why their language habits change and Mm -hmm. and i you know for me in our and me and my experience of our culture i stayed loyal to the family story i inherited until I went to the 12-step programs. And these guys said, you know, your family inheritance is a lot of the issue of why you're consuming alcohol. You have this mindset that's going to drive you to Hmm. self-medicate. So the mindset needs to be shifted. And a big part of it was they told me I had to find a new God. A new God. yeah, because, you know, and what I What was thought, wrong with the old guy? Right, see, and, <laughs> and so, you know, that that's like the second and third step, you know, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity or could restore us to sanity. Mm-hmm. And so I needed a power greater than myself, so did everyone in the group, a power that was actually interested in restoring sanity not requiring obedience. I had a God that required obedience, whether the command was sanity or not. Right, yeah. It required obedience. Obedience, got to do that. Yeah, yeah, you go up to somebody, you don't even have to know them, you don't have to be interested in their life, and you have the right to go up and tell them they need to think the same way about Jesus as I was taught if they want to be okay, Right. right? Right, right. And that's the kind of mindset that I innocently inherited. Um, Hmm. And it had to be changed. And that was not easy for me because I was told I would go to hell if I changed that. I mean, I don't get to change gods without the dangers of hell. Yeah, I mean, Uh, really. So I had to have a lot of support there to change what was just an innocent misunderstanding inheritance i mean war trauma families often have to have these beliefs about god mm-hmm. i think yeah. you know um hmm. and uh, hmm. wasn't anybody's fault it's just a bunch of people were hurt and scared yeah. and uh so yeah that was big for me to shift the family story well i think when we do stem cells it just happens with the injection yeah. A new story is 
coming in. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. stem cells are the whole new story. New so story. get ready. And, uh, you know. Uh, if you're on hold, stay there. We're going to pick up the phone in a minute. Don't hang up. Stay on. They just hung up. See, I shouldn't even say anything. Um, so, um, a lot of the carnivore people I've been talking to since I've been doing more meatsies, they claim that if you only eat one meal a day, right, like three, four, five in the afternoon, and you go 24 hours, it's a long time, or 22 or 20, you know, it's a long time, mm-hmm. uh, um, that uh, your body makes more stem cells during that time. Do you think, have you ever seen or think that's possible? So it looks like something rejuvenating happens. Hmm. Um, hmm. And for, for me, the survival part of it seems easy to understand. Mm-hmm. So if a little bit of hunger sets in, the hunter in me becomes a little bit more and more desperate to find game. Right. The longer I go without food. And so all these mechanisms increase growth hormone increased anabolic hormones, increased stem cell activity wow. so that I can catch this deer. Because you're hungry. Because yeah, I'm getting yeah, hungry. It's I'm been hungry. a while, right? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the family's hungry, right? Mm. And so I'm the hunter for the family. The survival's important and all those things are going to kick in and um, and I will be younger and more vital in my physiology. Sounds good to me. But I can't, I mean, I, I, I try to do it, and boy, three or four hours later, even after a nice piece of steak, I'm like, you know, so I maybe I have to work yeah. up to that if I want to try to do that, you know. I mean, I'm eating like every three or four or five hours, but I've been doing a lot of, yeah. uh, I've been doing a lot of resistance training. I'm in my fourth week starting today. Really cool oh. program. I'm building muscle, baby. So I think I just need more food, you know, because I'm doing yeah. that, right? Maybe after I uh, stop doing that. I, I usually, I like bacon like at three in the morning. It's really good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put you right back to sleep, man. little pork fat. Oh, baby. That's uh, great, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hmm. So, what, we caught a lot of territory. Oh, um, so, of course, I've been kind of thinking, I don't know why, of late, Maybe if I'd ever move, I'd move up, I don't know, up back to Missouri and be around all my brothers and sisters. Get a okay. place out in the country or something like that. And so I'm, I just, it just flashed when we're on the air here this morning. Do you think there would be a benefit to spend more time in the physical with brothers and sisters just overall rather than stay separated from them. Because we came with them, we came in with them karmically for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And, Interesting. And they, yeah. There'll be little shamanic influences in your lives one way or the other. I bet they know? would be, wouldn't they, if you spend more time with them, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Push a little few buttons, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably why people get detached from mom or dad or Uncle Joe or their sister and they don't want to get with them because they don't want their buttons yeah. pushed, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. And so if I do my inner work about respecting the family system and my brother before I go, then it makes a difference. Like my brother and I didn't talk to each other for 20 years. And then the day after that constellation about my grandfather's first wife dying in childbirth, my brother called me and we've been communicating once or twice a week ever since then and 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 have a good relationship that has some heart in it right uh, but until that happened we were on opposite sides of that issue and had no idea that that issue even affected us yeah so when a person sets up a family constellation they can see how they are with their siblings you put in somebody to represent yourself and all your siblings, but you don't tell them who they are. And you let them just walk around and see where they want to be, who they want to look at, who they want to be close to, who they want to get away from. And then you can sit there and have, like myself or yourself as the client, do some things to try to shift that a bit and see if it's malleable. If it is, and you can get them to be in a good place with each other in a way that feels authentic to the representatives, that's huge because that shifts your subconscious or my subconscious Mm -hmm. projector. And I'm not sending that movie out. When I get back together with the actual siblings, I'll have a completely different movie in my mind, one that's of harmony. Um, otherwise, remember that pregnancies one and four tell volume one of the family story. One and four? Pregnancies two and five tell a completely different perspective of the family story. They're not even supposed to think like pregnancies one and four. And pregnancies three and six are the third of the trilogy of the family story. They're not supposed to think like pregnancies one or two Hmm. they're supposed to have completely different perspectives and tell completely different parts of the family story when we know that and respect that then we don't say things like i don't understand why they think like that we were raised by the same parents in the same town and the same church no they're supposed to tell a completely different third of the family story so two, and it's a final wow. third i'm just looking at my thing i just wrote out so two and five. Oh my god i couldn't be more opposite than five is that what you're saying no no so if you're if you're completely opposite, opposite. of five there's a missing pregnancy oh it's not being accounted for oh yeah that's yeah, yeah my mom did have a miscarriage there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the birth order. It's the pregnancy order. The pregnancy order. So maybe if, if I was a miscarriage, what am I? What if I'm hooked up with a miscarriage? Makes sense yeah, why I'm so, so crazy, that, right? Well, that's important to notice. Hmm. And when you put when you do a constellation you put in somebody for the miscarriage oh i see i'm not i have to think back and when the miscarriage was but what if the miscarriage was six could have been six so and i got Mm -hmm. completely opposite of five so what what kind of work needs to be done there 
I mean, totally, okay, so, totally. Like, yeah, it's like we are so in who, another planet. She's on another planet. Who, who are you most like? Who am I most like? Uh, and your siblings. Who are you most um, like? One and one and four. Okay. So so one. here's what I would mainly one. Okay, so you have a like an older brother. Older brother, yeah. Okay. okay, and and you're a lot like him. Uh, well, I mean, we we think a lot, you know. But even no, none of my family thinks like I do. They all think I'm crazy. But yeah, my brother yes. less so than others. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, you may you may be lined up with the miscarriage. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, is like did your brother. Did your brother marry and have children? Yep. Yeah, so see, then you're not like him biologically. Oh, because I'm not married and with children. Exactly. Yeah, we're looking at the biological stuff here. I see. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. My. What kind of juice do we have with uh, nieces and nephews and stuff? Is that, is that relevant? Mm-hmm. Is it relevant? So, Oh, yeah. So if you're a number two yeah. uh, conception for yeah. your parents, hmm. then all the nieces and nephews who are number twos or fives will line up with Uncle Patrick. And that's true. I'm just glancing at it right now. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. interesting. Number five kids and I are just like one. Yeah. God, that's, yeah. How does that even work? Come on. Come on. Yeah. 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 Really, because I've got the, I've got them listed here. I can see very easily five kids. I know who they are, and they're just you know right on track. Her two yeah. children, yeah, or three or four children, all of them, every one of them, love me, think I'm the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? And the, the ones who are the mm-hmm. second pregnancy or the fifth pregnancy, yeah, will tend to make the same life choices you did. Oh, and, and, and the niece and the, my niece and nephews of five, right? The ones who is the second pregnancy and the fifth pregnancy really? will tend to make the same choices as you. They might be interested in, in uh, media. Mm-hmm. They might choose not to have children. Um, they might choose to build a straw bale house or whatever is the equivalent nowadays on a creek. Something like that, yeah. And have a dog. I mean, it's the stuff that you see biological manifestations will be very similar. And as long as they're happy biological manifestations, then I say enjoy it. Oh, yeah. If, if, you're, if your niece, say, who's a number two or five, came up to you and said, Uncle Patrick, I have somebody I'm in love with. I'd really like to start a family with them. I just don't feel like I can. You can tell them. You may have inherited some of that from me, and uh, you don't have to. You don't have to make that choice in order to be loved by me. Right. I'll love you, I'll love you if you have a family or not. Well, that's good. And, yeah. And, and but see, I'm not done yet. So I mean, I can still have children. So then, I, you know, of course, most girls just think I'm crazy. So that's why I haven't had children. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so you see if that happens like 
Okay. So listen for if any of them have one of those experiences like you had. Oh, uh, of yeah. People just think you're Looney Tunes. Sitting, no, sitting in the car and having that sort of out of body thing. Oh, out of body thing. Oh, right. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. See, that could be inherited as well, and, and you just want to, you know, let them know they're not crazy. Let them know they're like you. They carry an important part of the family story. They have an important function in society. It doesn't matter what people think. Uh, if they want to be outside the box, you know, Go ahead you'll just hand them that baton and, you know, enjoy yourself. Be outside uh, the box. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't even know there's a box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, what box? Yeah. You know, what box? Yeah. yeah. Sure. It's great. Did you guys get any rain this morning? It looks like we might get a little rain here. We did. Did yeah, you? Yeah, we started last night. I, I went out and walked around in the yard at three in the morning. and Man, I want some. It was fun getting rained on. It's been a while. Boy, we need some out here. It looks like I know. Bring, send out the rain angels. Do you think there's, yeah. ele- do you think there's elementals, real elementals that do the rain thing and you know all i know is i i'm attracted to doing the sadguru five element exercises uh i think these yogis are on to something uh, about appreciating the elements you know so that would be the ether air what is it? ether water fire whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. earth ether yeah, yeah all that people and, claim they're actually elementals that embody that energy like like we do they're just like astral plane and they're mm-hmm. they're really playing around you know hmm. i wonder i yeah. wonder how they deal with uh you know people that are trying to block the suns with um chemtrails so it doesn't get so warm and that kind of stuff i mean that's got to screw up the elemental deal how do they deal with that you know i i really don't know <laughs> How do I deal with that? Yeah. Yeah, it's above my pay grade. I'm just kind of learning all this. I'm back in elementary school. Elementary school. This is an email from Dallas. Actually, Dallas is his name. Oh, not Dallas, Texas. What What does Dr. Massey recommend for jock itch? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Don't scratch it. Get out of high school, you know. <laughs> if you scratch it, it'll never heal. Don't scratch it. Okay. I don't even know. Oh, that. yeah. What, yeah. what is so, jock itch? What is, that's just an itchy. Yeah, it's that, it's that tinea corporis, uh, that little fungus species that gets in there when we were forced to wear jock straps uh. in junior high school, and we go out and run and get sweaty there, and no air can get to where the sweat is. Hmm. And plus, there's an irritation where the skin gets rubbed off. and So the fungus is actually trying to rebuild the skin. Uh, but it gets out of hand. And um, I used to put, uh, you know, allopathic things on there if it got bad. I mean, I would, I would put like that, uh, the fungus medicines on there and don't wear anything tight for a while. Um, and let it clear up. And I'm sure there's natural remedies you can put on there, you know. Um, but I'm not up to speed on those. I, 
I was not naturopathically inclined when I was wearing jock straps. And uh, if anybody has any tips, a friend has invited me to actually go to Dallas this Saturday huh. to, to a concert by a group called the Squirrel Nut Zippers. <laughs> I uh, like the name. It's and, good. Uh, good name. You know, if anybody knows anything about that, what kind of outfit to, to get, uh, I think they all wear outfits like Rocky Horror Picture Show and um, so they can they can yeah. email you your emails on the show yeah, page yeah it's doc yeah, at gmail.com right this, are you going to go the squirrel nut zippers uh yeah i think so i think i'm going to go to actual dallas texas you on are Saturday. you are such so adventurous i can't believe you do that kind of stuff i know i think it's i, I think it's great i'm not criticizing you i just think it's great i don't know i don't know how you got the juice to do that but you do could you ask dr massey um with trauma, does he think that trauma may actually alter a person's DNA in some way so that our ancestors' trauma may be passed on generationally, resulting in unseen impacts on our own lives? That's what you do, right? Is it? Oh, yeah. Let me, let me just see if, uh, if, I can, if I can get that book and put the title up there real quickly. It has a little bit of the research in it even though it's a little bit dated, but it has some of the early research on it. It didn't start it. with you. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can see YouTubes by Mark Wolin that are more updated than the book. Um, but he talks about how there are these little markers that are found on the DNA of babies who were in the womb in New York City on 9-11-2001. Wow. And they're actually little trauma protein markers that attach to the DNA that people could actually find that were different than, you know, babies who were not in that area. Wow. Um, That's pretty weird. Yeah. So there actually is a physical change. And it looks like those proteins can be released through things like family constellations, hypnotherapy. Sure. sure probably plant medicine journeys, shamanic rituals, that kind of thing. Yeah, so we don't want to think in terms of a DNA damaged or, or altered as a permanent thing. We, we, we clear yeah. everything out, can't we? We can clear everything out. Yeah, now here's the, here's the other beauty of it, which is, which is scary to us as doctors because we thought when we started doing the, the DNA mapping, that we were going to be able to just do some quick and easy test on somebody and tell them exactly what illnesses they were prone to get, right. exactly what medicines and supplements would work and all this. And we mapped all this out and found out we have about the same number of genes as a fruit fly. And it turns out we don't have nearly enough genes to explain the complexity of the human being. The beauty of that is is that our DNA is having intercourse, energetic intercourse, with every organism in our body. And all of those organisms are changing genetic material with us all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's the community of all the organisms that gives us our diversity. So to think in the old terms of I've got something on my DNA that's going to, no, 
our DNA does precious little of what we see in the body. What's going on is a community effort of all the DNA of all the organisms in us. And that's what's going on. This is actually a big symphony um, of a whole bunch of DNA. Are genes different from DNA? Um, so the DNA is part of the gene. Okay. Um, so, for instance, the mitochondria, the bacteria that live inside of our cells that we call mitochondria, let's say there's a hundred of them mm -hmm. in a the cell, they produce energy for us. They reproduce, they die off and make babies. But the human nucleus holds their reproductive stuff. So they have to send out a little request into the human nucleus, which then sends over their reproductive stuff so they can have babies. And in exchange for us holding their stuff, they make energy for us, which we could not live without. There's that kind of interdependence going on. It looks like biodiversity is way more important than trauma. If there's a lot of biodiversity, we can overcome all kinds of things. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm. We just live on a completely different level. Trauma really hurts us when we only have one perspective on it, when we've lost our diversity. Um, and then we can just be stuck in a victim right. perception. I got this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and so like... Uh, I was hearing about a study the other day where kids were given diflucan to kill off excess candida or fungus, and a week later, their brains were 10% smaller. Whoa. So when you look at the movie Avatar, how they all kind of hooked up their little nerve endings in their tails, and it went into all the tree roots and connected them all together, it looks like that's what's going on. Yeah. And when connection is there even the fungus in my body are nourishing my brain they're sending something good up there that allows me to maintain uh, my perceptions that are healthy and if i kill them off i've lost something yeah yeah well said you know i i've been seeing some things on the inner the last inner planes the last two three four years and i suspect i can't and everything that you just said for you and I is also sharing with everything. And they're mm -hmm. sharing with us. And I'm talking trees and squirrels and birds and, and hippie bee and, and people and yeah. humans. And I think it's all just one big soup and we're all just... Yeah. I've seen glimpses of that. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's pretty trippy, isn't it? When you think about it? Yeah, it really is. And so each different organism, like each different pregnancy order in a family, has a unique perspective and energy to contribute to the system. Yeah, yeah. And uh, someone just knocked on the door. And when we're losing our diversity, there's Meridian Grace popping in the door. Uh, then... Uh, and maybe what we're seeing is the big stress in the world today is the loss of biodiversity. And yeah. And, feeling and, a big and, there. And, 
And I'm getting to the point more and more as I look at this stuff that I'm not interested in killing anything. You know, ants or yeah. fungus or parasites. Come on. I mean, who am I to go in there and try to, you know, make things better, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to straighten you guys out. Come there to, you know, fight out the OK Corral, right? We're just going to do that. And I know what I'm doing because I know exactly who to kill and how to kill them, and I'm not going to kill anything with those. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, if you believe that, I've got a bridge up in Brooklyn that you know. I can, yeah. So you have a guest, and it's time to go. And we've kept you over your time, and thanks so much, Doc. I appreciate. We had a good, good show today. Good stuff. You answered yeah. a lot of uh, questions, and um, you want to do one more before we go? Sure. Okay. Um, Uh, why are carnivores promoting a diet that is known to increase cancer and mortality? That's not true. It's, but go ahead and answer the question. So when I first started out and, and got out of the Western modality as a dogma, Sherry Rogers was one of the first people that was like a mentor to me even though i never met her i got her books and read them and, right. and i love i loved her philosophy and it went like this hmm. if somebody came into her office and they were a meat eater she would say change that and if they were a vegetarian she would say change that uh whatever you're doing has obviously contributed to this so do something different it it's like it's like when I when people have a, a tumor and I ask them have you been sleeping in the same bed for years move it three feet yeah because there are these geopathic stress lines that can run through so just move your bed see if you're sleeping over a geopathic stress line so if you're a vegetarian and you have cancer, you might want to consider eating some healthy meat. Uh, <laughs> or if, if you're, you're if you're a carnivore and you've got cancer, you might want to consider not eating so much meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. It. Do, yeah. do something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, could oh, okay, that's that one. Okay, we got that one. We got that one in there. Okay, kiddos, see you soon. I love you. Take care of yourself. Let me know how you're All doing. Right. If we can do anything for you just call and now if you need coffee or sugar or ammo or whatever just call me <laughs> i'll see you brother take care of yourself. all right bye-bye bye-bye patrick timpone one radio network.com with dr richard massey and there you have it so i'm not sure if we out of dr pete i have not heard from him so it doesn't feel like it's going to happen we've kind of thought about the idea that we would um um what do you call it? We would uh, do a kind of an email thing because Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Ray Pete lost his voice because he got smoked out in um, uh, in Oregon where he lives. So he wasn't able to be on last month. And then he emailed me over the weekend and said, well, maybe you could do something just on, um, on, on, on emails. You know, get them on the phone, answer emails. So I'm into that, but I, I, I've emailed them twice this morning. Haven't heard back. So it's an iffy, maybe kind of sorta. So we're just going to wrap this show up. Stay tuned uh, to the front page. Uh, we'll stream uh, uh, Dr. Massey again in case you tuned in late. It was a great show. And then if uh, Dr. P comes through with something, we'll just get on the air and 
tape it and he'll have the podcast if you're not around. That's how we do things around here. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we have, uh, oh, this will be fun. And tomorrow, we've got doctor, 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 doctors. They're not really doctors, but Dawn and David, Dawn and David Lester, they wrote a book called um, What Really Makes You Sick, Cool People, and also then we're going to talk about the nature of reality. That'll be tomorrow, Tuesday. That would be the 18th of October at 10 o'clock Central Time. Libby Stewart, and she says, don't buy into this idea that smoking marijuana is not addictive, because it is, she says. And Sarah G. Swallowbutter, she's a pretty cool uh, nutritional consultant into a lot of fun things, and that's on Wednesday. And we're looking to get Martin Armstrong back maybe this week because he got flooded out from Florida. Well, he couldn't do the show. So we have a lot of things going. Stay in tune. Sign up for our newsletter on the front page in case Sharon sends that out once a week and tells you what we're going to have. We have the show schedule on the top of our front page. under arch- And then also all of the audios under archives on One Radio Network. And then all of our videos are on BitChute. And you can see the links there. So thanks for your support. Whether you uh, send us a few bucks to donate, because we don't charge for anything, um, and or buy our products, and that's ways to do it. So I love you all. Take care. Thank you. See you soon. And uh, maybe even later with Dr. Pete. I don't know. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.